Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to fitness pros who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, club manager of Fitness 19 in Dublin, California, Mr. Sebastian Roberts. How are you today? Doing good, man. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, you are very welcome, sir. Let's hop right into it. Tell us about Fitness 19 and your club specifically in Dublin. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Fitness 19 is a um, really cool, family-friendly, uh, low-dues model. Um, you know, we're all about just catering to the, you know, average Joe, um, you know, not necessarily considered a, a meathead gym. Um, you know, with uh, Fitness 19, the one I'm, I'm at, it's about 25,000 square feet, um, beautiful location built out just a couple of years ago. Um, you know, we have everything from aerobics to cycling classes to um, turf area, bumper plates, just kind of kind of trying to find the tools for everybody, right? We want to make sure that we're catering to everybody that, that wants to get fit. Um, and, you know, do so with a, with a happy face and, you know, make sure that people feel like they're, they're welcome and special when they come into the gym. Um, personally, I've been with the, fit, uh, the company for coming up on 12 years now, and it's been an awesome ride. Uh, it's a great company to work for. It's private, so it's something that uh, you don't necessarily have uh, bosses breathing down your shoulders for hitting numbers, right? But it, it's encouraged. So, um, so yeah, I say that's, that's a good little synopsis of my club. Awesome, man. So let's talk a little bit about your history because for the, there's a lot of transients. There's there's a lot of turnover in this industry, and mm -hmm. you've been with Fitness Nineteen basically since you were you know a teenager, right? You were yeah, you know, 17, 18 years old, something like that. Whatever. I mean, you've been with the company a while, um, and they are. It is almost entirely located in California. The locations. Um, yeah, I mean, we're definitely spread throughout the country, but since it's franchised out, uh, my owner has pretty much all of his locations in Southern and Northern California. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, and you, so you've been all over California with the company for different operations. So give us a little bit of a, a summary of, you know, what's, what opportunities you've seen with the company and, you know, what's kept you with them for as long as you've been with them. Um, and how you've grown in in the company yeah of course um so yeah no the fitness 19 it's my first job like you said started when i was uh, 17 uh believe it or not i was actually volunteering when i first got in um i needed uh, so i went to a private high school so i needed 100 service hours to graduate and so uh my my dad at the time was teaching pilates um at the fitness 19 where i grew up and so he was cool with the manager and, you know, asked the manager, can you get some service hours? And sure enough, you know, I went in, worked hard, uh, got a job offer after those hundred hours, um, you know, and then started getting into membership sales. And that's kind of where I, I started getting into business books and business tapes and sales uh, management. And it just really fascinated me. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, about a couple of years in, got an opportunity to run a club in Bakersfield. Uh, we had a manager that just up and left. And uh, my manager at the time had gotten the opportunity to run a district. Um, so he basically had three clubs under him at that point. 
And uh, so, yeah, went up to Bakersfield, was there for a year. We, we took that, uh, club, uh, that club out of the red, got it to where it was actually making money. Um, you know, obviously wanted to keep going. Uh, Bakersfield wasn't going to be my final stop. Um, so got another opportunity up in Vacaville and um, was there for a few years in Danville and just kind of kind of bounced around. Um, and it, it's been pretty cool because my uh, the manager that had hired me um, is now the COO of our company. Um, so it was cool to see him go from basically doing what I'm doing right now to running all 40 locations. Um, so definitely a, a, a cool growth story for, for both of us. Um, but yeah, I mean, with Fitness 19, it's, it's such a, a cool, organic um, company in the sense of we, we try to hire within, right? We try to find the people that are working in the trenches to, to pull them up and train them to be managers versus hiring from outside. And I think that's been the key to success, right? It's just, you know, being organic and, you know, really, really, you know, pulling from the people that love Fitness 19, because those are going to be the ones that really want to push the company and, and make it better. Awesome, man. And I appreciate your transparency there. And it's something that, um, you know, there's, there's always some, some bumps along the way and things that people don't necessarily want to talk about. And when you're, when you're coming up through the ranks of a lot of companies like yours, it's everybody wants, you know, the opportunity you want to advance, but when you're new and you haven't proved yourself, like you're not going to get the A plus, you know, dream job location is probably <laughs> not the one that somebody is quitting from or that someone with more seniority might go to. So you've really come through, you know, ground floor, paid your dues, like, hey, you think you can do this? Go ahead, try try it out here. If you can, if you right. can get through there, we might give you something that's a little better, but, right. but you're really going to work your way up there. And it's not just a matter of, hey, I'm here. I have this potential. You got to give me, you know, hand me a good, you know, prime opportunity. It's like you go make something out of this. We're going to give you, we're going to give you some coal. And if you can find a diamond or two, then, you know, your, your name's going to get kicked around and it's gone through there. So appreciate yeah. you sharing the fact that it, it hasn't been just, oh, they sent me to this location and it was, it was doing great. And I just bumped it up a little bit because that's usually not the way it works. Yeah. Um, and in your hindsight, there is, is valuable. So You've been in the location where you are now in Dublin since 2019, correct? Correct. So you got there just about time to make your stamp on it. And then the pandemic made it stamp on you. So um, I know California has been in and out of lockdowns. There's been different variations. Um, you know, we in smaller gyms, we've seen people pivot to online with some of their personal training or group. But in a big, you know high membership, you know, five, 10,000, however many clients you have in a, a spot like this, uh, you can't really just say, oh, everybody's going online. So that, that doesn't work. So were you able to do anything or is it just, you know, take it on the chin, put memberships on hold and, and try to last through and navigate this? What did that look like for you? Right, right. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm very, fortunate that you know we made a decision as a company to not bill members during the entire time we were shut down because uh, there was quite a few clubs in the area that were not doing that and they were trying to do the outdoor workouts but you know that's just people aren't don't respond well to that especially when everyone's supposed to be in a 
you know, in lockdown. So um, definitely very fortunate that we did that because it, it allowed for us to coming back into, um, you know, more normal times to really, you know, reconnect with our members, not have to deal with the flack of, you know, well, why did you bill me for eight months when you guys weren't open? Um, but yeah, you know, it was, it was definitely just kind of taking it on the chin. You know, I think as a company, we, we grew during the pandemic in uh, multiple different ways, um, in the sense of we had a lot of time just to kind of sit around and go, okay, well, what, what were we doing wrong before, right? Where can we improve our processes? Because, you know, it, it gets crazy day to day, month to month, you know, yourself so caught up in hitting numbers that you don't necessarily stop and look around and go, okay, where can we get better here? And so that's something we did. We, we you know, implemented a home office which we didn't have before, um, you know, we implemented new roles uh, within the company to basically make, um, you know, team members and managers lives a little bit easier. Um, and then, you know, we grew in the sense of we actually, because uh, other locations or other uh, companies were going on kind of a fire sale with their clubs, because, you know, they had bills to pay, they had investors to, to pay, we were able to purchase some locations at a, an amazing discount. So, um, you know, I, I love telling the story of, you know, even during one of the craziest times of, you know, my life, my, my company was able to, in fact, gain more locations uh, throughout the pandemic. Yeah, that's, that's great to hear. And I mean, we don't, we don't ever want to see any, any facilities going out of business. Because uh, ultimately, I think we all get in this to see people have better lives, get healthier. But at least, you know, there's an upside to, you know, the business world, you know, there's a vacuum doesn't stay empty very long, right? There's always going to right. be somebody to come in if there's an opportunity there. Um, so it's cool to hear that, you know, the company grew, that there's, you know, some changes that have gone. Um, operationally, you know, now that you are reopened in your location, I know there's still restrictions and mask mandates and stuff like that. Um, but, has there been anything that you guys have taken out of COVID adjustments operationally, you know, whether it's cleanliness, whether it's uh, staffing, whether it's product execution that was born out of COVID, but something that is just, um, has been an eye opener or something that you think you're going to stick with even beyond any restrictions or mandates? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd say a couple different things, but yeah, I would say number one is just cleanliness. Um, you know, just not that we weren't cleaning before we definitely were, but, um, just kind of realizing how important it is to members to, to see people cleaning. Right. I think that's huge. Right. That's just gives people peace of mind. Um, you know, as well, as well, I would probably say um, just connecting with your members. Um, you know, it's something that with this pandemic, with the emotions running high right now, um, you know, it's very easy to, it's very easy to forget that we're all people, right? And, you know, at the end of the day, we're just looking for a connection. And sometimes making that connection with a member can be the difference of, you know, them being upset about something, maybe it's upset about a mask, uh, not, not, or, you know, having to wear the mask, right? They're not wanting to come in and keep it on, but you make that connection with them, you talk to them, you be real with them. And, you know, they're a little bit more likely to keep that mask on and, you know, be compliant while in the gym, because you've made that connection with them, because, you know, they're, they're not, you know, not necessarily doing the government or the company any favors, but they're doing you the favor, right? Because you you took that time to talk with them and explain out the policy. Yeah, the, there's never 
there's never going to be anything wrong with having that personal touch in in any business really and you know it can it can definitely get you further than any any mandate or any sign on the door or any email is going to so i want to talk about um you know being part of i think you said there are 40 locations in your group is that right yeah yeah about pushing 40. so for you as a club manager how much autonomy do you get in day-to-day -day operations to put your kind of personal stamp or signature on your location versus how much is set out by corporate like what's the line there and um how do you how do you get to express yourself you know in an entrepreneurial or entrepreneurial way in the confines of a corporate setting Right, right. Um, no, I, I definitely say we get quite a bit of autonomy. Um, you know, I see my district manager maybe a couple times a week, um, you know, but it's never coming in and going, hey, this is what's wrong. You know, it's more of, hey, you know, where do you need me? Right. Like, how can I help you? Um, as far as, you know, just kind of our systems and our processes, um, you know, with Fitness 19, it's a, it's a green and growing company. Um, so they're very, very open to new processes that work better, right? There's definitely been multiple, multiple ideas I've thrown at them that they've then implemented company-wide. So um, it's something where, you know, they're not, not necessarily breathing down your neck, right? They're, they're just here to help. Um, and they're also making it to where if, if you come up with a good idea, they're going to go, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's implement that. Um, so it's, it's not, not, doesn't have a corporate feel to it, right? You know, of course, there's going to be set processes that we have to do across the board. Um, but ultimately, um, quite a bit of autonomy. So if, if I could summarize that to my understanding, uh, Fitness 19 for you feels like it has more of a culture of support than one of control. Exactly. Absolutely. Perfect. One of the reasons why you've been with them for as long as you have been. That's it. <laughs> That's it. You know, you know, room to grow and, you know, corporate, corporate structure, corporate financial backing, things like that, right? You're not at the whim of one person's finances, so to speak. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot there, but being able to take real ownership, even though you're not an owner, but have ownership in your location and, and be able to do that. So, right. Cool. And I think that's the the secret too, right. Is, is having that ownership, you know, just not, not an owner, but, you know, having that mindset is important because, you know, if you don't have someone telling you what to do day to day, you have to pretend like you're the owner. Uh, you have to look through the eyes as if you were the owner. Cause you know, ultimately buck stops with you as a manager. Yeah. And probably beyond the scope of what we'll talk about today, but from a higher level, um, you know, one of the most important things is finding people who will do that because you'll have some people who are disconnected like, oh, well, you know, that's not a me problem. That's a corporate problem. But people who will just because it's their own drive will take ownership. So I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about how you've been able to apply things. You know, you've been in a couple of different locations. I'm sure that, you know, you've seen corporate trial and error, your own trial and error. So um, in your, you know, type of gym, a bigger box or commercial gym, from the outside looking in, the, the general client life cycle um, looks like, you know, somebody finds out about your gym, however, whether it's an advertisement, a word of mouth, it's in the plaza, whether they do their shopping, whatever it is, they end up in front of you. 
Um, and I'm giving this generally, and I'm going to get your specific take. They end up in front of somebody, a desk person, an intake coordinator, whatever it is, they sign up. Maybe they have an opportunity to sign up for some personal training or, or get something like that. Um, and then they go off and they become a member and they're just at that point, they're mostly on their own in these settings, unless they come and seek something out or, or somebody touches them on the floor in a way that might engage them. Um, and then you have your ancillary services, whether it's nutrition or boot camps or group classes. So those things are kind of how it looks from the general overview. What areas there in that client life cycle, you know, where do you feel like Fitness 19 and your location specifically, where do you feel like your biggest strengths are, the things that you do the best to bring somebody from some sort of interest into that long-term high-value client? Mm, mm. Um, you know, I would say our strengths lie in a couple areas, but I would say, um, you know, obviously we present people personal training as they come into the gym, but if that doesn't happen, if they don't end up enrolling in a program, um, we make sure we get them sitting in front of a trainer for a free assessment. Um, that's one big thing that, that we're, you know, we're proud of doing because we, we want to make sure that even if someone doesn't buy training, we at least need them to talk to a trainer, right? Because I mean, you've seen it in the gym industry. There's a lot of people that come in that think they might know kind of what they're doing, but you dig a little deeper and you find out that, oh, okay, like we definitely need to help you, right? For you to be successful and for you to stick with this. Um, so I would say that's pretty big. Um, you know, I'd also say another strength we have is just um, you know, trying to just getting people to use our amenities. You know, we have the classes, we have the, um, we have hydro massage chairs. Um, and I think that's so important to get people using that and involved in that one, because like classes, aerobics classes is a community, right? And people that get involved in a fitness community stay a lot longer. Um, so it's something that, you know, it, it not only helps the member hit their goals faster, but it helps them stay in it. Because, um, you know, the, the people that come in and do cardio for an hour, they don't typically stay along if they don't have a connection somehow to the gym, whether it's a trainer or whether it's classes. Got it. So the, the engagement with a trainer at initial point of contact and then um, try and then, uh, you know, the, the utilization or the consumption of your other services that connect them to at least one or two other people, if not 10 or, or 15 in a group are the areas uh, that where you focus the most and you think that you get the best bang for your buck, whether in dollar investment, time, energy, whatever way you look at it. Right. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So, um, I know you, we touched on it a little bit before, and I think it's, it's important in your, in your particular example is, staffing because you want the gym to have this family feel you want it to be people who are invested in the fitness 19 brand you know people who, who might become a lifer like yourself whatever the case may be so um, do you have an internal staff development plan are you finding trainers or other staff from outside um, some combination of both you know what what's worked best for you in your experience in particular, you know, I'm sure that each club may vary a little bit, but for you, what's worked best? Right, right. Um, so kind of a, a part of what I was saying, when we were shut down and us kind of growing uh, as a company, despite being shut down as we, we developed uh, an internal training system 
um, mm -hmm. just a um, kind of like your your new hire uh, videos that you go through, you learn it's interactive. Um, so that's been that's been pretty helpful, um, just because previously it was typically me sitting with uh, the new the new hire the new recruit for you know typically 15 20 hours throughout the week training them on you know a to z um so that's been important um you know i also think that uh finding finding team members within the gym is, is huge right uh, we typically don't go outside uh, too much like you know on indeed or um, any of those sites just because I find that um, kind of like what I mentioned earlier that the people that are gonna further fitness 19 are the people that are working out there that already love it um, those are the people that you know you're gonna hire and they're gonna be very uh, appreciative that they're working at the gym that they you know grew up in or you know that they've been lifting at where they changed their life and so those are typically the ones that um that are going to have the biggest impact because you know i mean similar to me coming into the gym and how big of an impact it had on my life right they're gonna really kind of share that message with new members coming in on how much it impacted their life yeah with that internal eye towards potential talent team members do you feel like that that's nurtured or found just through having that constant, you know, to the degree possible, personal relationship with clients and having an eye out for like somebody who talks to a trainer and has had this amazing transformation or, you know, it could be a desk staff or, or just anybody, you know, just keeping their eyes and ears open for somebody who is this internal raving fan of the company. And then initiating conversation like, hey, you're right. This this has been awesome for you. We love your attitude. You're great. What do you think about a career with us? Like, are, are you guys initiating those conversations in that way? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, typically we we look for that that interest if someone, you know, asks about, you know, what it's like working here. That's that's something that um, you know, we'll kind of focus on, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's really cool to see, like, uh, uh there's a, a, the previous gym I worked at, there's a, a training client that had been training for, oh man, probably about 10 years. Um, and I just recently found out he got hired on as a trainer. And I think that's so cool because it's like, if you've gone through the training program for that long, like you, you know, that it works and it's something that you're going to be passionate about, uh, when, when talking to other people. So, um, yeah, you know, I think that's important. Just ha having those conversations, looking for people that ask about working at the gym. Um, you know, you never want to kind of push somebody into to working for us. But if there's that interest there, you know, we, we definitely, definitely try to bring them on, on board with the team. Yeah, I think that's an opportunity that maybe sometimes people don't cultivate or or haven't cracked the code on. And, you know, a lot of these conversations, you know, the biggest I mean, COVID is the boogeyman right now, but the next biggest problem that we hear a lot of people say uh, operationally is staffing. I can't find good staff. I can't, you know, I get people with bad habits from other places or people, and it's, you know, it's easy for me to sit on the sidelines and say that your best potential team members are probably already in, you know, in your gym, but being able to, to spot them, pick them out, nurture it, and like you said, you know, that, that gentleman who was a training client, it was a long time, you know, they may, they may not be the person you hire tomorrow, but a year, two, three years, however long down the line, if right. you continue to nurture those relationships, 
they're going to be super bought in. They're going to be, you know, the person who's enthusiastic about your brand, about your product. No one's ever going to tell them it's not the most awesome thing they could be doing. So <laughs> figuring out a way, and it's going to be different for everybody um, to, to cultivate that from inside just seems to, to be the winning strategy. You know, when I have these conversations over and over, every once in a while, you, you need to make an outside hire. You have to have staffing. You can't just you know, let people suffer, you know, if you don't have, have the people, but, right. um, but yeah, you know, building that bench, having people ready is, is certainly super useful. So, yeah. um, totally different topic, um, value adds and revenue streams. Another, you know, these are things that we get tons of interest, tons of questions about, um, you have your personal training, which is, you know, the, the bread and butter upsell of, of most gyms you can give people, you know, the biggest impact on their life is going to come from working with a trainer in so many ways. And you offer that. And then you have your classes and those are your group classes that you offer. Are those included in most people's memberships? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's real simple the way we have our membership set up. Uh, it's basic and premium. So mm -hmm. basic is just weights and cardio. Premium is access to everything that we offer from uh, all locations, classes, hydromassage, um, so yeah, typically with our premium membership, um, that'll make it to where people can use those classes. Got it. So the, the next level, and this is where we get <laughs> some strong opinions one, one way or the other ends up being, um, uh, again, adding, adding revenue, but by adding value ends up mm -hmm. being, you know, how many gyms work with like personalized meal plans, nutrition, selling supplements to kind of supercharge the training side of it. Uh, where do you fall? Um, you know, does the company have a stance on this? Is it a location by location basis? Do you get involved with any of those things on that side of the business? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, we're always looking for, you know, new ways to bring in revenue. Um, you know, I think our, our base model though, is just the, the membership dues, um, membership dues and personal training, um, Supplements, it adds some to the pile, but I wouldn't say it's the end all be all, um, you know, definitely something area to improve in for sure. Um, but yeah, I would say kind of our, our base model is that that membership dues. Got it. Got it. So not really super polarized on your side from it. It's just a matter of our bread and butter is this. And if if this whatever X, Y, Z can add a little value to some clients and they want it that's great, but we're going to stick to trying to get as many clients in as we can get them working out and then let the rest sort of be peripheral. Right. Right. It, yeah. You know, it trickles down, right. The more members that you have in there, more people are going to do personal training, more people that end up buying supplements. So um, yeah, no, I think it just kind of initially relies on getting, getting them in, in there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're <clears throat> running low on time here. I want to switch this um, away from fitness 19 specifically, and a little bit more as you, your personal journey through the ranks. Um, you know, there's, there's probably not enough time in a whole day of interview to talk about, you know, some of the lessons and things you've done, but if you could distill your time down into, you know, maybe one or two things that you feel, you know, whether it's lessons you've learned or mantras you've lived by or something that you've been able to hold on to that's let you to continue to have success and grow 
and be be with the same company for this long and continue to make progress what would you say you owe that to and you know what would you pass on to a listener mm, good question you know i would say just be passionate about what you do be passionate about helping people um you know have people's best interest at heart um you know and that means even if it means somebody's not necessarily 100% sure on what they want to do, you know, be that person that guides them, um, you know, just being in the gym industry. Um, you know, we have a lot of knowledge, we, we've seen a lot of experiences. So it's important to kind of relay that to people coming in that are brand new. Um, because for a lot of people, the gym is in a very intimidating place. So you know, when you're that person that takes it from being intimidating to being comfortable, and helping them get set up on a program, I think that's, that that's all that matters, because then those people go, they they work out hopefully with a trainer, change their life. And, you know, they come back and they, you know, I think the, the best thing is when people come back and thank you for the time you spent getting them into the gym. So yeah, I'd say be passionate and just be happy to help. It's a, it's a good guiding principle if you're in this business, because if you've chosen it for any other reason than you're passionate about helping people, boy, I, there's a lot of ups and downs in it. And it's <laughs> It's easy to get shaken out of this thing real quick if you don't have that fire. So I appreciate that. Last thing for you before I let you go, um, if people want to find find out more about Fitness 19, about your particular club, uh, about the chain, you know, where can they where can they look you up online? Yeah. Um, so social media on Instagram, we're um, Fitness 19 Gyms. Uh, all one word um, online. It's fit19.com. Um, so those are our two two main platforms. Um, definitely a lot of useful information if someone wants to check it out. Nice, easy website too, fit19.com. Right. <laughs> all right, Sebastian, it's been a pleasure having you on today, sir. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, man. You're very welcome. And to everyone out there listening, as always, we appreciate your time. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when every new episode drops. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with AJ from Live Fit Training in Michigan. What's up, AJ? How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. Uh -huh. All right. So let's dive right into the details here, wasting no time. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to own your own gym? Um, okay, so uh, my story is really long. I will make it short. Um, I will stay at home uh, wife. Obviously, I have two kids. Um, 
I gained weight, decided to um, take care of myself, uh, found a local gym, uh, joined the gym, started as doing cardio. Um, obviously, I burned out. You know, the cardio was working for a little bit and then stopped working. They had personal trainers, but I never, never was approached by one um, until later. Okay, about maybe a year later when I joined the gym, a personal trainer approached me. He's like, hey, I'm, I see that you're doing same thing, same thing. You're not showing up as often. It was a sl small gym. Um, would you like to have at least like a free workout with me to try? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, let's try it. Uh, he introduced me to uh, weights, uh, lifting weights. Obviously, I was scared of it. I was the kind of person I was like, no, no weights. I don't want to be bulky, right? Remember those days? Right, yes. <laughs> And, uh, but now he introduced me to weights and um, I bought a few sessions with him um, secretly, um, you know, obviously I was stay at home mom, so I couldn't do that. My wife, right? So I secretly was purchasing some per, uh, packages with him. He taught me a lot of stuff. We became friends. Um, you know, that's what personal training is. If you find a good trainer, it's very personal, uh, personal ball. And uh, we, be, we developed friendship. So eventually it became to that point that I knew that um, um, my husband, my ex-husband wasn't really supporting me, what I was doing. I was happy. I was doing something for myself. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. And he's like, how about if you become a personal trainer? Actually, my daughter said that to me, but um, I was just thinking about it. And uh, it was um, in, the, you know, in the back of my head. And I'm like, me, personal trainer? And uh, he said, where do I go? You know, he said, I will show you. I will tell you where to go. So he told me, told me where to go. There's a, we have a community, community college right here. It's called Macomb Community College where they had a wonderful program for personal trainers. Um, mm -hmm. It's everything was hands-on, nothing online. And um, I did that and became personal trainer. And obviously everything was new. It's different when you work hands-on with people. So it's totally different. Um, like they say, I don't like really the saying, but you gotta kind of fake it until you make it. Right. You know? <laughs> I was still learning, you know, but I got a job at um, um, actually internship at YMCA through my school, okay? And uh, they loved me. Apparently I didn't believe enough with myself, but I actually was showing good stuff and I was smart apparently, mm -hmm. and they loved uh, what they saw. They wanted to hire me, but because the facility was too far from my house, uh, they said, hey, you know, there is another one, my YMC near your, where you live. Uh, let me find out they hiring. They did. So I went for an interview. They hired me. That's where my career started. So YMCA yep. in Mount Clemens, Michigan is my home of my career. Aww. And um, it's been very tough. As you can tell, I have an accent. I was born in Poland. I came here when I was 20 almost 21 so I will never lose my accent I, I assume um, but um, it's been tough you know people were kind of um, you know saying not saying away but afraid of me I would say you know it's like mm -hmm. oh she, she's different you know but eventually it took a while I would say about it took a year about one year before I started becoming popular people saw what I was offering what I was doing uh and they just started to like me and purchasing you know uh just personal training took off and so now moving forward a few years later I still do so there was 2013 now we have 2020 obviously pandemic hit right I have clientele um I do I'm doing pretty well 
and um, I cannot work. So I had this garage in my house and I had equipment because I also had my own equipment at home where I could work out. So I, uh, my clients started texting, hey, AJ, can you train us? I mean, we are ready. We just want to do something, you know, but right. I was kind of still scared, you know, and I'm like, I don't know, it was kind of freaky. But I said, okay, let's start. So uh, in May, 2020, you know, during lockdown, I decided to bring my clients into my house. So mm -hmm. slowly, you know, people were coming back and I was actually doing really, I was happy, you know, well, I was, just amazing then i heard that the gyms will never open you know it was a rumor was going on that the gyms will never open i'm like what am i gonna do i don't want to be on unemployment and i want to work you know right and my client said hey girl why don't you just buy you know find the spot lease it you know lease the spot and we're gonna follow you you know and that's what i did and i'm like you know what it was very scary time and i'm like you know Unemployment was pretty well. I had some savings, you know. Right. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm gonna invest it right, you know. Mm -hmm. So what I did, um, I got in touch. Uh, my my friend uh, hooked me up with somebody who sells properties, you know. Mm -hmm. And he yeah. said, "Yeah, I have a studio that I think you're gonna like." And he showed me, and I still was very scared. I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but my gut feeling was telling me, you know what? I think this happened for a reason because yeah. I always wanted to go on my own. So uh, what I did, I said, okay, let's go all in. So, you know, uh, I'm lucky my landlord is awesome. He gave me some good deals. He even gave me a few months free in the beginning, awesome. just so mm -hmm. I can pick up clients. And, um, you know, it was a rough time because I couldn't buy any equipment. As you know, during that time, everything was sold out. Nothing was, everybody was buying for their own use at home. Uh, right. So I just had a little bit of dumbbells, whatever I had at home, some machines, you know, a couple, like, you know, basic stuff, but I just opened, I did what I could and, um, and I just expanded and, um, not expanded as, um, as facility wise, I expanded in purchasing more, um, equipment every month because I was doing more money and I was able to invest that money. So I'm the kind of person who doesn't like to go into financial debt. So I just prefer to do, to like, you know, um, finance, uh, budget okay can I buy this can I buy this can I inv invest this and people see that my clients see that that I'm putting you know quality into my my uh my facility you know that I'm actually not spending on vacations you know I'm spending on on stuff for them you know right and, uh, absolutely okay like I said I have a lot to say and I already lost it so did I say <laughs> that <enough>? okay. <laughs> That's okay. Your story is amazing. Good for you Thank for being you. able to come through all of those obstacles and navigate everything and get to the point where you are today. That's amazing. Huge accomplishments along the way just it to get fun. you to this point. So yes. honestly, let me just say that it wasn't easy. I cried many times. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people think AJ cries. Yes, I do cry. Yes. I cried because I thought I will not make it. You know, right. I'm like, Jesus, I have rent to pay. I have to pay my bills, you know? I mean, I'm, because it was still difficult. People were still skeptical. Hey, what is this personal training? You know, right. what is mm -hmm. this gym here? I mean, people are still afraid going to a gyms, yes. to gyms. Even though my place, I don't really like to call it a gym. It's a studio, okay? Yes. I, it's, it's more friendly, approachable, you know? And um, 
and that's uh, but but expanded you know it's kind of going and I'm, I'm i feel like i'm in a good location i have a restaurant next door it's like a plaza shopping plaza you know so mm -hmm. people always see and everybody who come to my place it's like i ask them how did you hear about me i saw your sign you know or i was going to the restaurant and i saw your you know your phone number and your sign and what you're doing because i don't have any blinds nothing so people see what i have what i do with people right. so i decided to reach out some it's kind of creepy one person said i was actually sitting in the car and watching you training somebody <laughs> you know and i love what you do so it's kind of yeah. creepy but it worked you know yes absolutely so, yeah you're like okay kind of weird but i'll take it right <laughs> <laughs> But That's awesome. Works. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely good to be in a location like that where people can see what it is that you're doing and that attracts absolutely. more people in the door as well. So that's always helpful. Um, now, as far as your business model goes, how are you structuring things within the business? Are we doing group classes, one-on-ones, semi-privates? What does that look like? Yes, so uh, basically I am one-on-one, -on -one, but I also have semi-private classes, um, I mean trainings, and um, small group. Small group, it's three people only, okay? So we call it small group personal training. Mm -hmm. I have boot camps, um, and, but because my facility is only... 1500 square feet and plus I have like I said I'm getting more and more equipment mm -hmm. I cannot put too many people because I still uh, follow um you know COVID procedures okay basically I want people to be you know separated enough like six six feet apart whatever they all have their little stations uh, they own they everybody has their own dumbbells no sharing you know stuff like that so I cannot have more I cannot have more than six people, but it turns out that um, right now I have even seven, nine people in my class. Somehow it's working out. I have to move yeah. some equipment away, but it's working out. During summer, however, I take my people outside. So my bootcamp is open to more um, participants, okay? Right. Um, but right now I keep it very simple, small classes. Um, I, so those are boot camps, which are very popular. They've been actually I have people from YMCA coming to my boot camps right now, That's still amazing. following me. It's been many yeah. years, like for many years. And uh, I also have uh, dance fitness mm -hmm. class, which is almost like Zumba, but not really. We do a lot, a lot of uh, like line dancer dancing and stuff like that, but it's fun. Yeah. Same thing, I cannot have too many people because of space. So maybe six people is the most that I can put in. Uh, and yoga, I have uh, yin yoga because I feel it's very important, especially for my people. I have many clients who train very hard, lift heavy weights. I specialize in uh, strength and conditioning. And um, so I, I feel it, even though I do stretch them, I feel it's very important to add more of you know, flexibility, mobility kind of classes, you know, yes. mm -hmm. um, routines, and it helps them. So right. this is what awesome. I offer right now. And um, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Okay. So how many clients are you serving throughout those programs within the facility as a whole? Okay. If I'm going to combine everybody, um, okay, I have 25 clients one-on-one, -on -one, just that I am training. Wow. Okay. Um, 25 clients, then I also, for the boot camp, if we include, include the boot camps, let's just say six people, because some people come that I train one-on-one, -on -one, come to my boot camp. Okay? Right, okay. Mm -hmm. um, so let's just say six people here, 
Yoga is about six people and um, dance fitness is six. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, I really don't count, but I tr treat them all as my, uh, my clients, even though okay. I don't teach dance fitness, I have an instructor and yoga is also um, not being led by, um, uh, held by me is I have a uh, yoga instructor teaching the class. But um, those are also, I treat them as my clients, right? Mm -hmm. Boot camps are very personal as well. Um, you know, I am um, actually making sure everybody has um, good form when they perform exercises. That's why I like my classes small. That's another reason that I keep them small because I can pay attention to everybody, okay? That's why right. I feel that that's what's uh, making them come back you know, to my yeah. place because I do put a lot of effort in making sure that um, not every workout, not every exercise can be done by everybody properly. You have to right. correct them so they don't hurt themselves, right? Yes. I, yes. I don't want anybody to go somewhere and say, hey, I went to AJ's to lift fit bootcamp, but I got hurt. I don't right. want to hear that. I want to hear, hey, you know, you have to go there. It's a great workout, you yes. know, or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now... What does the marketing piece look like for you? How are you getting the word out there about what it is that you do? Are you uh, mostly word of mouth, referral based? Are we doing any type of paid advertising? How does that look? How are you drawing new people into the programs that you're offering? Right. Obviously, I tried everything. I tried the uh, paid advertising as well. It did not work well. It got me maybe two clients, which um, uh, called me like maybe uh, like a month later, you know, when my advertising already went out from the paper. Um, and um, I tried Facebook and I tried Instagram. Um, and honestly, the only thing that really works is word of mouth. Okay. You know, nothing really, I don't see any, any improvement. Um, nobody ever says, hey, I saw your ad on, on um, um, Facebook. You know, everybody says, I heard that this place is here. Somebody told me that this is the new place. Somebody told me that you were a great trainer, YMCA, that you open your own place. I was driving by and I saw your sign. You know, stuff like that only really works well right now. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I, I do want to expand one day. Do I want to, you probably, this is going to be next questions of, uh, question of yours, but do I want to become a franchise? I sometimes joke that I want to become a franchise, but I feel that sometimes the franchises lose the quality after a while, you know, of their, of their product, their services. Mm -hmm. I just want to be, I don't know. I just want to um, be known as quality over quantity, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that's my, my goal. And, mm -hmm. um, and uh, yes, I would like to open another another facility only for boot camps classes, basically classes, and have mm -hmm. one just for personal training. So that's right. my goal. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as far as the the paid advertising piece goes, specifically mm -hmm. when I refer to paid advertising, I mean like Facebook, Instagram, um, mm -hmm. just because those are trackable sources for paid advertising. When we talk about like advertising through uh, flyers or magazines or whatever that might be, newspapers, things of that nature, it's really hard to track 
-hmm. and you know take a look at how many people are actually coming from those sources how many eyeballs are actually getting on that ad right so that that can make things a little bit challenging there um but when we get into the paid advertising piece on instagram and facebook that 100 percent is a skill Right. Mm -hmm. It's like we definitely don't want to be throwing money at that and not getting anything in return. If we are Mm -hmm. advertising on those platforms, we want to make sure that the money's coming back to us three times over or more. Um, So, yeah, I mean, definitely is a useful tool just Mm -hmm. because it is trackable. Again, when we talk about that, the word of mouth. Fantastic. We love that. We love referrals as well, just because those people come in and they're like ready to go. They already know what you do. Um, They're pretty much ready to become a part of the community and they tend to fit really well in the community itself. But eventually that kind of dries up. It's like Mm -hmm. people only know so many people. And then once that slows down, it's like, okay, now what's the next step? How do we get to that next level? And you don't want to be the best kept secret in town. You want to make sure that you're getting the word out there about what it is that you do. If people aren't necessarily coming that way, driving by, or don't necessarily know somebody that's at the facility. So being able to reach the right people through Facebook advertising in the right way is a great tool. Does it have Mm -hmm. to be the only thing that you use? No, I like to say multiple pulls in the water at a time, Mm -hmm. right? So we've got the word of mouth, we've got the referrals, we've got the ads on Facebook or Instagram or Google, we've got our organic reach. So Mm -hmm. lots of different ways just to draw people in um, to just keep the lead flow happening. Because Mm -hmm. even if our retention is really good on the back Mm -hmm. end, people leave for some reasons, whether it be they move or they get a new Mm -hmm. job or they've got life changes. So Mm -hmm. make sure we're constantly feeding the business or able to feed the business if necessary. Yeah. Yes. And I just want to add, like, um, right now I am, you know, I am not interested in uh, advertising anywhere because of my limited space. Mm. And I am by myself. I am looking to hire a personal trainer because I am getting exhausted. I need time yes. for myself. Yes. Um, I'm also um, training for bodybuilding competition. And that takes, this is almost like a um, part-time job, you know? Yes. So oh, it's like yeah. I'm trying to figure everything. It's like, when can I do my cardio? When can I do my, uh, my weights, you know? Um, squeezing all my clients in so I can have some time here, sometimes here, you know, it's, it's all planning. I do have a business management uh, degree, so that helps a lot. You oh, know? for sure. hundred um, percent. However, yes. Um, once I open another facility just for classes, I, w- I am definitely going to look into um, advertising on Instagram, Facebook, um, and any other platforms where I can invite and attract more people because that's going to be important to me right now i am limited on space right now when people call me for um consultation for for personal training i turn them down because i don't have room i don't have time anymore so i have to say i'm sorry i i'm not available anymore but um keep in touch you know that's the only thing and i said maybe you know please i am not the kind of person that is like hey i have an opening please uh, i do you want to work out people don't want to you know i mean i don't want to be that um, right furniture uh store salesman you know yeah like, right hey, annoying hey you know i'm available i want people come to me and it's always been maybe it's i'm kind of spoiled but even at the y uh ymca when i worked i never 
Um, yes, I did call to check on people. Hey, so how did you, how are you feeling after our first workout? Are you doing okay? But I never was, hey, so how it's going to be, you know, are you interested in the personal training or not? They know me, but it, the most important thing is to be, to become um, enough approachable that the, you almost on the first time, first date with them, you become friends. Mm -hmm. you know and they because you know um you said do you have personal training you have training background as well yes. right mm -hmm. so you know that it's all about relationship developing relationships right. um it's not scanning them it's actually helping them because we are also their therapists they yes. come to us then talk about their life problems they they want their wives their husbands their uh children's you know what, what is going on anything you know right. i mean it's just amazing and it goes both ways you know Yes. when we become comfortable with them we talk to them about our problems and they it becomes unity you know yes. it's like oh wow this is awesome you know it's like right. i'm getting too far here you know yes. training and therapy yes. you know absolutely yeah that's right. always what it turns into yeah 100%. right it yeah. can obviously backfire sometimes because sometimes you become too close and like you said people move move somewhere or they lose job they cannot afford training and you still try to keep in touch as friends but it's the relationship changes you know yes. all of a sudden right. sometimes you know it's kind of tough sometimes it doesn't but sometimes it's like you know it definitely changes but so this is the one backfire of it but otherwise it's all great you right. know right yeah absolutely you have to have um, a personality mm -hmm. yes for sure that's a huge right. piece absolutely um what federation are you a part of for competing um this is npc okay yeah okay that right i used I'm... to compete in the wnbf so oh my god okay yeah. <laughs> so i always love to hear uh other people who are competing are you bikini yeah. or figure I'm figure. Figure. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. I did both yeah. bikini and figure. Oh, you uh, did? In the, awesome. in the WNBF. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, awesome. um, yeah, I did that for a while. It's definitely intense. And I understand what you say when it's like, you know, you're trying to balance everything and it it's like a full-time job, not even yeah. a part-time job preparing for a show, you know, it like completely yeah. consumes your life. So it tends awesome. to be Mm -hmm. a lot and you know you're tired you need some rest and some recovery and right you know if you're doing everything you're training mm -hmm. everybody you're training yourself you're you know it's a lot mm -hmm. sure. yeah definitely so, yeah i can definitely relate. So that's that's what i also want to transition one day i um i want to hire a personal trainer who will help me with my clients um, but I also would like to transition to bodybuilding um, competitions more and uh, coach, um, you know, uh, somebody who is interested in doing bodybuilding. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So into bodybuilding coaching, um, nutrition. I do nutrition right now. Like, for example, I am not at my studio on Mondays, only in the morning. I, I you know, I start my day at 5.30 a.m., my first clients. I go there for a couple of clients. I go home, I cook from, I have three people that I cook for, I meal prep. And that's what I wanna do. That's another thing uh, because, you know, I, people come to me, hey, I wanna lose weight, but you know, they come to me, see me only two hours a week. And we never talk about nutrition until it comes up. Mm -hmm. And when I, when we see, we don't see a lot of progress. So I, then I always ask, hey, how is your nutrition going? You know, how is that going? And they're, we all know that nutrition is a big part of losing weight in the fitness, 
life. Yeah. So I want to be able to give him both. You know, I want to give give him, um, you know, the the fitness uh, part of of new lifestyle. And a lot of people don't know how to cook. They don't know what portion control is, you know. Yes. And I want to be able to show him the difference between uh, white potato and sweet potato. What is the benefits of it, you know? How it affects your body, your energy, you know, when you need it, stuff like that. So I definitely want to expand and do uh, workshops about nutrition, you know, uh, teach people because I feel everybody can can learn. You know, you don't yes. need coach all the time to do stuff for you. Some people can learn easy. Others need more help, you know, mm -hmm. and right. that's where, where I want to be there. You know, yeah. instead Absolutely. of sending them to somewhere else, um, I am, if I am able to offer that service, why not? Right. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And that was like, my next question was because you're kind of maxed out as far as membership goes offering other services to the members that you already have that's another way to grow the right. business mm -hmm. so are you offering um ascension services for the clients that you already have right now you said nutrition is that something mm -hmm. that a lot of people are taking advantage of is that something that you charge additionally for are you thinking about kind of moving in that direction what does that look like i am i am thinking well it's tough. Like I said, I would, yes, I offer meal plans right now. I am, um, you know, I'm certified in fitness nutrition. So mm -hmm. I do offer meal plans. Um, a lot of people go with that because um, they, they find it easy, you know, when it says, oh, you're just going to tell me what to eat. This is awesome. But then they realize that they have to cook. Not everybody has time to cook, right? Yeah. And and then it's like, oh man, I fit. You know, it's like they feel like they failed because they didn't follow the plan because they had to cook. They didn't have time to cook. You know, all kinds of reasons for. But yes, I offer offer right now meal plans, and I cook for only three clients right now, um, and um, and that's what I want to do. I want to transition more towards nutrition, and um, focus on. Uh, if somebody wants that help uh, to have those meals at home ready, I'm gonna just cook just for them. I be I'm gonna very basically become a personal chef, okay? Fitness okay. Mm -hmm. personal chef. Yeah. I don't know how to name it, you know. Otherwise, mm -hmm. but this is how it's gonna look like. But again, um, to me, it's very. I'm very passionate about nutrition, and I can talk about it, about it all day, every day. I talk with my clients um about it and it sometimes can be overwhelming so it's you have to be very careful you know with yes. stuff like that because mm -hmm. you don't want to overwhelm them with information there's a lot and they google and they said oh but google said that but you know and i'm like don't listen to google you know just right. listen to normal you know a person that has some life experience from it you know yes yes absolutely and, right but uh yeah otherwise everything is going well so far um yeah, um, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Okay. So now one last question that I have for you before we start to wrap up, what are your main focuses within the business for 2022? What is your main goal? Where are you looking to take the business over the next year? I think I almost, uh, I answered that question, didn't I? <laughs> Um, I mean, pretty well, much, but what, yeah. what are the steps that you're taking on a daily basis to actually reach those goals? So you're kind of maxed out at your facility mm -hmm. now. So mm -hmm. are you thinking about 
opening another facility? What's the yes. timeline there? Mm -hmm. um, and kind of how are you going to get there? Well, the timeline is definitely I have to open something this year. We don't know. I'm hoping by uh, summer, fall, I will have another facility for um, for boot camps classes, at least so I can just have that one room where I have right now, that one studio just for personal training. And my goal is to also, like I said, the nutrition, which I will need because I cook, I have to have um, enough room you know, uh, proper facility for cooking, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, so many meals. Right now, just for those three, pe three people or, or whatever, I I make, you know, out to um, up to 80, 100 meals, okay, in one day. So that's a lot, okay? Mm -hmm. That's just for three Absolutely. people. Are we talking, yeah. we talking if I'm going to have more people? I mean, I will need a lot of room, um, you know, more stoves, more um, ovens, more uh, help, somebody who will help me with with uh, cleaning and, and cutting and everything is, you know, everything is organic. So I am also looking into uh, farmers, local farmers mm -hmm. here and nearby um, uh, in Michigan for um, organic, uh, organic meat, you know, um, I don't really make any beef because um, I just feel beef, I, I'm kind of not against red meat, but I feel it's not really necessary mm -hmm. to eat red meat uh, every day, especially. So I'm focusing on white, white meat, uh, chicken, turkey, uh, fish, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, I'm looking into uh, local farmers here for um, discount price because market, if you go to a uh, supermarket, you pay enormous money, you know, yes. uh, amount of money for, for meats, for organic right. meat, you know. So I want this make, uh, make this, um, you know, enough. Uh, so it makes me profit, you know. Right, of I don't course. spend too much money on uh, expensive meats and right. stuff like that. And yeah, organic especially... vegetables. And we all know how organic food is, right? Very expensive and I get it. A lot of people just prefer to go the cheapest way and, and go to McDonald's and buy a salad from McDonald's for, you know, $3 instead of making their own, you know, because it's just cheaper and easier. That's what they think. Yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, completely makes sense. I mean, especially right now, prices are going up for those things. So it kind of... Um, you know, makes it harder, but if you can kind of solve that for people and make it simple and an easy solution for people, then right. that's, that's big, you know, as far that's as getting results and then for your business as well. Right. So, right. Very cool. Alrighty. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Um, well, they can find me on Facebook and IG. It's the same, uh, same name. It's Lift Fit Training LLC. Uh, lifted L-I-V, the E is silent, okay? <laughs> lifted Training, LLC. And my website is just liftedtraining.com. Um, I am, like I said, I am not a big person on social media and I simply don't have time for it, you know? There's many times that I want to write about nutrition. I want to type, you know, like write a short article. My website is designed for blogging. I don't do any blogging because I don't have time. That's what I want to have time for, you know? Right. I really want to have enough time so I can um, do stuff that I, um, I feel can benefit more uh, my clients and other people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, who are uh, just reading, want to read about uh, nutrition or fitness or or anything, you know, or learn about my studio or me a little bit more, you know. Yes. 
stuff yes, like that. But I, I feel like this is, and I have so much to say that um, writing for me, it's easy, usually very easy. I express myself in writing pretty well, yes. more than in speaking. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, but like I said, right now, I just don't have time. Uh, my hours are crazy and I am not a lazy person, but I'm, uh, like I said, my hours are from 5.30 usually to 1 p.m. Then I go home. I have two dogs that I have to take care of um, because I don't want them to sit in the crate all day. So I have to right. go home for a few hours. What I do, I walk them, um, you know, give them a walk and I nap. That's what I do to do for a reason, not because I'm lazy. It's because I want to recharge for my evening clients because right. I go back 4 p.m. or 3.30 to 8 p.m. I'm again, you know how this life goes, yeah. right? It's like uh -huh. being personal trainer is everybody's, oh, you have such a great hours. It's sweet, but it can really actually suck sometimes, you yes. know? <laughs> so um, so that's what I do. And I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm not lazy. It's just, I am tired, you know? And I want to be there for my evening clients. So I need to recharge. So I, I always take that nap during, in the middle of the day. Yes. I did yeah. that before your interview. <laughs> good <laughs> good glad to hear it that's good you need that you need that rest and oh, yeah. be able to perform at the highest level for your clients so it's important oh, for sure for sure absolutely awesome so aj from live fit training in michigan thank you so much for joining us today it's been awesome having you on the show thank you so much for having me i appreciate it Absolutely. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we'll catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show are Rob and Michelle Cooper of Coops Ironworks out in Michigan. Guys, how are you today? What's going on? We're doing great. It's snowing. <laughs> a snowstorm today, but yeah, we're doing okay. Yeah, well, it turns out you chose where you got to live and where you opened your gym. And so I have very, very little sympathy for you. But guys, before we before we dive into the business aspect, before we dive into the real reason that we're here and the strategies and tactics you guys employ as gym owners to grow what you do, take us back a little bit. Put us in your time machine as, as when this idea sparked, hey, I'm going to open a gym. When did that happen for you guys, and, and why did this whole thing come about? Um, 
Oh, September or I mean spring of 2018. Yeah, spring yeah. of 2018. Like I was gonna say, like late, late, late winter, spring of 2018. It was a, uh, I was a surgical rep at the time um, for a large surgical company. Um, my wife was actually doing supplies. You were hair and some some selling hair supplies to salons. So I did hair for 30 years, and so I was doing that, and I dipped into a few different avenues of that. So. And when we met, um, we met in a gym through a, uh, a trainer, somebody who does a kind of a class-based type system. Um, sure. Her name is Peggy. And um, so we hit it, hit it off because we, you know, we basically had that in common. Common. But when we, we, were, when we were both working and through our relationship, we realized, I mean, I, I realized mainly I wasn't happy doing what I was doing every day. I made a heck of a lot of money. I mean, a lot more than I do now. <laughs> but um but the thing is, is it was, it was tough, you know, I mean, it was just getting up every day um, and, and, and having a number to chase and sales and, and she wasn't liking her position as well. Hers was a sales-based position. Um, and we loved, we were both in the industry as far as lifting our whole lives in gyms. She was, uh, she did some training. She did some class-based stuff at, at a facility here locally. Um, um, she did some boot camps and things for a while. So she was familiar with the class structure. I knew gyms because I lived in them. I've been lifting since I was a young kid. And um, we just literally, it was one day, I wouldn't say literally, not by that. Kind of. Figuratively, I should say more. It, we, we basically rolled in bed over one day and said, hey, you know, our gyms around the area kind of stink. They, I go here for my legs. I go there for my upper body. I go here for this. Um, I have four memberships. She had three. It's just, and everybody knew it. We're in kind of a, 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 a kind of a rural area in Michigan here in the thumb kind of based area, north, about an hour north of Detroit. So it's a unique area. And we decided to go into the, to, to possibly think about doing a gym. Would it be possible? Um, how, how we compete? Would I keep my job? Um, I don't want to do this as a career, but it's more of a thing that maybe my wife could do and run. So we talked about it. And then um, lo and behold, I started doing a business plan. I just, it took me about a week and a half to do the business plan. And I was, it's funny, 2018, while I'm telling you this story is, I, I was um, I was president's club for the company that I worked at too. I ended up winning president's club that year. So I built the gym. We built this gym, did business plan that whole year. And I still was president's club for this medical device company. So it was crazy. But um, getting back on the story, we, we, we basically decided, um, to, to go about this in the business plan to have like a little bit of structure of a group plan because my wife was familiar to it and then a membership based small gym. We, we, we bought into a plaza. We got a great rate. Um, we started the gym process, got a loan approval probably two months after I did the initial business plan. We got a loan approval and that was only slowed down because we got disapproved from somebody initially out of a quirk. So we had to wait to apply somewhere else. It was one of these weird things. So we did that. And then um, once we finished with that, um, we ended up, uh, we got everything pretty quickly. We, I, I planned the whole gym out, um, found the space, um, built it up. I think it started at what, 6,500 or 7,000 square feet? Uh, yeah. Um, no, nine. When we started 9,000? I think it so. wasn't nine. It was 6,500 square feet. I'm pretty sure when we started, it was two parts of a building. And then and, and, and within, by September that year, we were open. It was that fast. So it was from like spring to, of, so to September, to September yeah. and still that whole year, I still kick butt in, in device and 
and, and traveled all over the country and did that job. And, and we built the gym and I like, literally I built this gym. I built it. I put it together, the flooring, paint, everything. The only thing that was built in this facility that I did not build was the, the, the locker room spaces. They had to outline out. They had to, um, I just put that out to a couple people to put, to build that. But if it, if it wasn't that, if you look at this gym, it's built by me, my yeah. hands. And, and so over the years, this has, this has certainly grown, right? We started out with what you say, 9,000 some square feet and it's taken off from there. I assume you've made the jump into coming full time. Is that right? Yes. Um, incredibly one month prior to COVID February 14th, perfect 2020. 2020. I was like, I'm done, baby. Yeah. Gym owner, full-time, all the work shut down. So yeah, perfect. I was freaking out, but yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it, it was going incredibly until that point right there. It was a little scared yep. around that point, but yeah, man, we, we, we took off in 18 and just, uh, grew and, 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 and by we were, by the time we were shut down, we were 27,000 square feet. Yeah. And, and so fast forward us to today, right? 20, 27,000 square feet is a behemoth of a facility. What does that look like in the form of how many members do we have and what do they typically pay? So our member base is sitting around, it fluctuates. So we move between, I'd say 12 and 1300. Um, but we can, we've gotten higher and we've gone lower. Um, and then it's, it's a lot of it is structured off of, um, is marketing. It's what I'm finding out. Like with this, when you get this high of numbers and you're getting out there, it's, it's when you want to turn the faucet on to, to get it going and you can kind of do it whenever because our facility's top notch and it's in a smaller area, but, um, but membership based, we do a little bit of group, um, um, and then we do smoothies and stuff. We do some protein smoothies and some things like that. We do a lot of supplement sales here. So there's a lot of different areas, but we've, what I've found out is we've pretty much grown. Um, we, we've, we've grown our customer base to where it pays the rent and pays everything. But, but we got all these customers now. It's, I look at it as like a business now. I mean, not, well, it's a business, but I look at it as like a, it's a store. Like why wouldn't you sell this to all these people like mine? So that's what we're trying to reach into right now. But um, we grew quickly and it's, we grew so fast. I almost don't know what to do marketing wise. I'm at the stalemate or I'm in social media and playing around doing a lot in there, spending too much of my own free time on it, doing a lot of nice stuff. But, and, and, and she's doing a lot of work behind the scenes as far as the, the structure of uh, the employees, the, the scheduling, the issues with anything like uh, HR oriented. She deals with all yeah. that stuff. Well, I, I would assume that this has had to take on a number of other people as well. For just the two of you to run this has got to be time consuming as all get out. What? How Have you brought anyone else on to help you with this? <laughs> how many employees do we have? We have a total of eight employees. That's it. That's it. Right. No. Yeah. Okay. So we've got, we've got other people around to help us. And oh, so yeah. for you guys, right? 1,200 to 1,300 members, I mean, 27,000 square feet, we could really, really grow that. Is there a target in your head of, hey, we think we could handle X amount of people? Yeah, we can handle double this. I know we could. I don't know if I want to, though, because the, the way I built this business and wanted the vision for this business was not just numbers. And that's one thing I don't want, I want to stress in this interview, especially is that 
this gym, I'm not always looking at numbers. I'd rather have 12 or 1300 all the time and then start delving into areas where I could sell different pro products and things within the gym and get better at clothing, services. supplements, maybe making my own yeah. supplement line services that will, that will make their experience better here. I'm not in, for instance, I didn't, we didn't build this gym to get this big. We built it real, literally for me to keep doing my job and her to kind of run it and just have a nice gym and to have a good living and something to fall back on. But it turned into opportunity because of the spaces that were, became available and the prices the spaces became available at. It, I couldn't turn my head. So it just stacked on one another, you know? Yeah, Rob, Rob, you took the words right out of my mouth. When we look at business in its most simplistic form, there's only a handful of ways to, to grow what we do. And it's, can I get more people in the doors or can I get more money from the people that I already have? That doesn't necessarily need to mean I'm going to double or triple membership rates. I really appreciate your mentality that, okay, we've got these people in here now. Where else can we provide value? right? Can we get them into some sort of group program? Can we get them to do personal training? Can we get them to more consistently buy supplements or smoothies or whatever else merchandise that we have and really, really drive that average revenue per member and focus on that as a metric, as opposed to just how many bodies can we shove through the doors? Does that sound about right for you guys? Yes. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Well, talk to us about the marketing that goes into that then, right? Because inevitably at the end of the day, we do need some new people coming in. Nobody has 100% retention. So members leave, they get sick, they get new jobs, they move, whatever it is. We do need some level of new members coming in. You mentioned marketing being something that occupies a lot of your time. What have you guys been doing on the marketing front? So um, um, we've done some billboard stuff, but um, mainly the, like that, that I turn on at certain times of the year, but mostly it's all social media marketing. Um, we have a great website that we just got. We just, we've been working on for a year with a company that's been developing it. And we finally launched it, gosh, three months ago, just before Christmas. And it's, we had a website that kind of ranked terribly within Google. And now we have a website that's improved. Our website really is nice and it, it, it works really nice and it, 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 and so we're really trying to, well, what I'm trying to do, my focus now is the platforms of so, social media, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I have the company that we use now for that developed our website. We have an agreement with them. What they, we do is run blogs off of our website, but instead of it, we're, we, they made it, what makes a lot of sense is, and, and this is interesting because I have the podcast that I've listened to with some of the gym owners in the past that you guys have talked to, um, a lot of body, a lot of people concentrate on on the aspect of getting new members by forcibly, I guess not, I wouldn't say forcibly. Um, do you know what I'm saying here? Like kind of like, I guess get, I'm kind of losing my train of thought here a little bit. Um, so they, they try to get members through price, like more of like advertising a lower price and that kind of thing. I don't know. Is that what you're trying to say? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and with the, with the marketing aspect there, these guys are, 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 trying to steer people not for my social media platforms we're going to use my social media platforms to get them to my website that's my proprietary property my website i think people right. a lot of companies are steering are not are, are building everything so much in social media but what happens if something goes wrong with that yeah. or if it's not available or they steer away of course i want to use the social media platforms to steer everybody to my website because i own my website that's my it's not going anywhere 
So that's our goal right now is to get more people looking at blogs and get people interested in our gym and, 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 and getting, getting on the topic. And I know you probably have another question, but back on why we, we were able to do what we did. When I worked, I made a lot of money when I did what I did. And I was able to build the gym and not be greedy at it. So we lost money a lot for the first year and a half. Um, but I kept putting money back into the business because I had it to put into it. If I was just building the business and just taking a loan out and that's all I did, there's no way I could have built this gym the way I wanted to. I was able to be selective yeah. and not market to the people that I didn't want at the gym per se. Um, there are a certain type of clientele that I don't, that wouldn't meld with our clientele here. And, and we don't want them mixing because it then ruins the experience that we're trying to give to the members that we currently have. If that makes sense to you. Yeah, yeah Rob, I, I have this, this conversation all the time, and I always say that good marketing should turn people away that don't belong just as much as it does bring people in that do belong. The reality is the gym has a culture. Whether we want to acknowledge it or not, bringing in the right people will add to that. Bringing in the wrong people will subtract from that, and, and the negative energy spreads far more quickly than positive energy does. For you guys using the social media to drive traffic to your website, has that been organically or have you ventured into the paid advertising side of things? Paid advertising. I pay, do a lot of paid advertising through the social media platforms, through Instagram, okay. Facebook, and we do a lot of that. Um, yeah. I do, I, What's I, your experience I, then with that? How successful has it been? It's been pretty successful. Initially, it takes a while. I've been doing it for a few years now. So I've gotten better at it. I kind of understand it a lot more. It's a, it's a huge learning curve. But once you narrow your the, the specter of people that, that you're you're aiming to, it's it's no holds barred. Like when you have an event and you got it, you know, narrowed into the people, you know, searched into what you want in the area, it's like, boom, you get a, you know, it's not, it doesn't take so long. So I think we've gotten to the area where we got the people we just need to get more of the content that they want to see. And, 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 and it just, it's so time consuming. It's, 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 I'm probably going to have to have somebody help me with postings and things, do something of that nature at some point, because Absolutely. I do it all myself. I develop videos. I do everything myself. Pictures. If you go yeah. on my, I do Rob, it all. People make full-time careers out of this stuff. I know I do that. And then I do the gym and I do everything else. And I clean I toilets and I unlock the door in the morning and I and do I'm all of these things. Desk hours too. But you know what? I love it, but I'm, I love it. I love it because it's what I want to do every day. And that's what I want to make sure everyone understands with our business is that we built this place because of an idea that we had together and we didn't want to steer from that for money or anything else. I, I'm, I'm out for quality of life. So is my wife coming into the gym, being able to talk to cool members that care about being here, not aren't just coming to the gym because they're saying they're coming to the gym, but really care about coops and this place is a culture. That's what we wanted to build. And we were able to build it and it's huge now and, and, yeah. and it's growing. And, and, and it's yeah. so it's, 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 it's awesome to see that, a business can grow based on a, 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 a thought process, not on chasing money and dollars and numbers of your business. You know, this is actually a love of what we do. It's it's only that. It doesn't feel like work when I come. I mean, I get up at four o'clock in the morning just to be here at five uh, most days of the week, and it doesn't it doesn't feel like I'm at a yeah, job yeah. ever. And I yeah. mean, it ne it never does. It doesn't. It really doesn't. So. Yeah. And I, I believe me, I appreciate the sentiment when you say like, it's not about dollars and cents or numbers, but 
rare is it that I have the conversation when I ask someone if they would be okay with making more money and people never say no, of course we're okay with making more money, but how do we do that in a business where we're not necessarily taking advantage of people, but we're providing true value that people want to spend money on. And for you guys, you mentioned a number of those services. What are you doing from a business standpoint to try to get people involved in some of those other things that you talked about? That is where I'm trying to try to reach out for some help. That's where I kind of, I've gotten to the point where I, I can market, I can kind of, I know our clients, but I don't know how to steer them certain areas. And I don't know their interest levels. It's, it's interesting because we have a lot of bodybuilders, powerlifters, everybody. We have a, like a CrossFit type based part area in the gym. We have, a, this gym is very unique. We have night lifts. We shut off all the lights in the gym, have a DJ come in. The whole gym is equipped with lighting. We jack up the, 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 the sound in here and we have like four hours of club lifting in here. We do all kinds of different people are in here and it's now I got to, I need help and finding, figuring out like the things that they're all individually liking and kind of cater yep. to that, that they all kind of like, you know, instead of going, well, the powerlifters want this and you no, know, well, I need to cater to what everyone likes. And what we find is like, you know, everyone likes smoothies. So those came in. Those are big. We make good money. On our, yeah. Our protein smoothies were, were, are incredible. They, they really like that. Um, supplements are becoming bigger because we're getting, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting more knowledgeable myself in it. Um, so, but again, it's all comes down. Everything I'm talking about is time and that we want time for our family and for us too through this. So we're trying to juggle and figure out how do we keep growing, um, the way we want to grow, not grow to the people that we don't want here to, 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 to water down the quality here. Um, but yet, but how do you, how do you tap that? And that's where I'm kind of reaching out right now. That's kind of what I'm at at this point, but yeah. we've done a good job at getting to where we're at, but you get to the point where you need help and I don't care how good you are in anything, man. It's good to hear from other people, you know? Absolutely. I, I think, I mean, the reality is that even the best coaches need coaches themselves even the best gym owners have mentors and so for you guys as you explore all of these thoughts and think into the future paint us a little bit of a picture here what's what's the vision that you guys are striving towards what's the the big picture for coops ironworks here i don't know yet it's so young in this i don't know yet i don't know um as if right now we were to look at it it's probably what what would you say We'll run the place ourselves until my son gets out of high school in like four or five years. We want to get a place down in Florida and, 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 and kind of go in between, you know, not spend as much time here, maybe in the nicer time, have find some people that can, or a person that can run the place a bit that we trust um, that type of thing in the next like four or five years. That's the plan. But, but then I get little things where I get itches where I'm like, man, I want a franchise. Um, I want, I wouldn't mind building a smaller version of this. Cause this, 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 this business works, this business plan works and it'll work right next to the best gym in a better town. I know it will, it's just cause it's different. It's completely different and it, and it attracts a different type but a type that sure. loves fitness. So I don't know yet. So as of right now, maybe five years, we're in Florida for half the year and in Michigan half the year. <laughs> we'll figure it out when we get there, right? Go ahead, Michelle, what'd you say? Well, that's the beauty of, you know, it's, I have concrete business plans that, that I know that we're gonna do as far as growth, where we're gonna concentrate on group fitnesses, our, our, our cycling classes, we got is where our focus is right now. We're gonna try to build that up. Um, we just built that last year, it started in July. It started 
doing well and then it went down a bit. COVID has a lot to do with that. That the, the group fitness crowd is a little different. They're more fickle as far as what I've what I've saw as far as regulations and things that are being announced. So it's it's really dependent on what you hear in the news and what goes on. That that crowd goes up and down, and in in which which is it's difficult in this time, especially in Michigan. But I think if we keep concentrating on it, there's no reason why we still can't capitalize. And I think it's just focusing on certain areas. We have such a big business now. You got to take one little piece at a time. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of gym owners out there that regardless of the size of their operation would benefit to hear what that last sentence that you just said, like, we just need to focus on one thing at a time. Let's make this as good as it possibly can be. And then we'll tackle the next action item. Guys, it's probably a pretty good place to, to start to wrap this whole thing up, but where can people find a little bit more about this? What's the website that they can learn more? Um, it's uh, coopsiron.com, um, uh, C-O-O-P-S, iron.com. And um, we also are on Instagram, uh, at Coops Ironworks, uh, Facebook as well. We also have uh, Snapchat. Um, or no, we don't have a Snapchat any longer, um, but we're on um, uh, uh, LinkedIn business. But we're pretty much everywhere. But go to the website. It can reach you anywhere. We have a free app even for the gym. Um, we have an app on Apple and on, uh, on Google, so you can download that and check us out. But uh, we're available everywhere. We just got to get out there to the people that love this kind of stuff. That's perfect. Well, guys, I, I definitely appreciate your time and, and your mindset and your insight when it comes to how you've run and, and grown this business over the years. I can't thank you enough for your time, and, and I'm excited to see what the next evolution of this facility looks like for you guys. Thanks a lot. Thank we you. appreciate it. Awesome. And so to everyone who tuned in, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.